Hello and welcome to Maths on the Move, the podcast from plus.maths.org. I'm Rachel Thomas. My colleague Marianne Freiberger and I are really fortunate to be able to work with so many amazing mathematicians. And in this run of podcasts, we're revisiting our 2017 interviews with the six female mathematicians from the University of Cambridge, whose portraits form part of the Women of Mathematics photo exhibition. In today's podcast, we're very happy to be revisiting our interview with Julia Gogg, Professor of Mathematical Biology and a very good friend of us here at plus.maths.org. Over the last two years, we've been working really closely with Julia and her colleagues at the Juniper Modelling Consortium, communicating their work on the mathematical front line of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's been a real privilege to work with Julia and the rest of the Juniper team during this unprecedented event when the impact and importance of maths has been so vital and so immediate to us all. But for today, let's travel back to calmer times when we spoke to her in 2017 and Julia was a reader in mathematical biology working on how infectious diseases spread. Hello, Julia. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Um, my name is Julia Gogg. I'm the reader in mathematical biology at the University of Cambridge. I'm based in the applied maths department, which is called DAMPT. I'm also a fellow of Queen's College. I'm the David N. Moore Fellow in Mathematics. Okay. So, how and when did you choose to do mathematics? Did I choose? How and when? Ah, uh, well. I'm not sure there was a particular moment when I chose, and in fact for a long time I wanted to do various other things as a child. As a young child I actually wanted to be an archaeologist, and then I had a phase where I wanted to do civil engineering. And it was actually during sixth form uh, when I got involved in the Mathematical Olympiad and could see that mathematics was something far bigger, and that sucked me in, and then I chose then to do a maths degree. I can't remember when I chose to be a mathematician. I think it just kind of happened. Have I still chosen? Have I grown up? Do I have a job yet? (laughs) No. Did anyone encourage you, your friends and family? Um, Well, certainly, like probably most mathematicians, there was a crucial teacher in my sixth form who very much encouraged me and pushed me to aim a little higher and think a little harder about things. My family never pushed me particularly towards maths or indeed academia at all. Actually, both my parents are wonderful people. They're they're nurses. Um, And they always had the attitude that I was allowed to do absolutely anything. But the important thing, there was two important things. One, it had to be something I wanted to do. And two, I had to try and do good with my life. Those were the things. And um, what's it like being a female mathematician? Being a female mathematician, well, I don't have many other points um, of reference here. I've never been a male mathematician uh, or a female geologist. Um, Not sure. Um, Maybe interesting, though, is um, last year I went to one of the LMS Women in Maths conferences in Oxford, where the majority of researchers there were female. And I thought that wouldn't make much difference to me because I'm kind of used to this. And actually it did. It felt really different and then suddenly it brought it into stark contrast when I was back at other conferences 
um, the women were the minority are suddenly very aware of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's odd. We're in a minority, but we're quite a vocal minority, and it is changing. And how was it different at the conference, at the female conference? Um, just the dynamic. It was There was more people who I felt were like me, and it was easier to associate with other people quickly. Um, the whole conference, just a whole festival feel about it. We're all clearly enjoying it. Okay. And um, for you, what are the joys of doing mathematics and what are the challenges? The joys? The joys are many. Um, I, I still love maths. I still love learning new maths. I still go and sit in on undergraduate courses on little areas I think I don't know enough about this. So I enjoy learning about maths. And the maths research, well, that's, that's the real buzz. Um, that's the massive buzz. I've only had a few real eureka moments in my research career. Uh, and they're fantastic and I can sort of picture them and you don't know they're those moments until afterwards and you realise what's happened Can you describe one of those mathematical moments? Yeah, actually the first one um, during my PhD I've been working on this um, problem to try and make a system tractable and I was getting sort of nowhere and I'd been doing this for, for weeks, months months probably um, And actually, I have to confess, I wasn't in the office at all, and I wasn't actually working. I was at home playing computer games. And suddenly, system came into my head. I don't know where from. And I thought, I didn't think, aha, I have the answer. I'm done. I'm wonderful. I thought, why is this system not the right one? I started with, is this wrong? Is there any reason why this one shouldn't work? Why is it not right? Because it can't be right. I can't have just thought of the right one. Um, and then investigating it over a period of days subsequently, yeah, it, it worked. So, so then, um, since we're on the topic, could you describe what your area of mathematics is about? Yes, so I, I do mathematics of infectious disease. Um, so that's very applied maths in the sense that we're really focused on the applications and the outcomes. Um, but it's actually quite hard to pin down what area of maths it is. It's not just this type of differential equation or this type of statistics. We'll use whatever we get to hand. Um, my PhD was fairly mathematical and it was based on reducing a large system to something that was tractable so that we could go and investigate some more particular things. Um, since then, I've been lucky enough to be able to work with some large data sets. So I've had to learn sort of data handling and programming and statistics. Um, and I do a little bit of bioinformatics work, which means you use genetic data to design algorithms to find various things. And that suits me. I like this idea of moving around between different areas. There is a theme that runs through it all, and that big picture sort of drives me. But I like that I don't just do one thing. I can move around between these areas, and that suits my way of working. And is there any advice that you'd give to a young woman wanting to become a mathematician? A young woman wanting to become a mathematician, um, as distinct from a young person wanting to become a mathematician, it's, well, I, th I guess everything I would say would apply to both groups, one being a subset of the other. Um, the most important thing is to pursue uh, areas and things that you enjoy and find interesting um, don't think about, is this a good tactical career move? Will this area lead to this or that? No. Follow your interests and they'll be the right ones. So read the books you enjoy, go to the lectures that you enjoy, um, 
pursue a PhD in an area that sparks you, not the one that people tell you this area is the right one to go into, the one that makes you think, oh, yeah, no, no I want to go and do that. You, you'll instinctively know what that area is, and that will be the same for any young person. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. That was Julia Gogg talking to my colleague Marion Freiberger back in 2017. You can find out all about the recent work of Julia and her colleagues at the Juniper Modelling Consortium working on the COVID-19 pandemic at plus.maths.org forward slash Juniper. And that includes our recent podcast with her about her experience of life on the mathematical front line. And you can see all the Cambridge posters from the Women of Mathematics exhibition and find out more about their work and their mathematical lives at plus.maths.org forward slash content forward slash women. And stay tuned to this podcast for the rest of the interviews with these brilliant women of mathematics over the coming weeks. The music in this podcast is from the band Yusa and the track is called Plankton. Thanks for listening and bye bye for now.